0: Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Now that we're going into the last days of summer, it seems like it's only right that we turn our attention to some of those typical activities that come with the end of one season and the beginning of another. In case you hadn't noticed, the stores have not only begun the annual back-to-school sales, they've also started pushing the next season after that, which is Halloween. (laughs) You know, my friends... It's only a short hop, skip, and a jump to the next ones, which are Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) Time just keeps on slipping, slipping into the future, as that song says. Well, one of the other things that usually happens around this time is the hurricane season. And when you grow up like I did in a state like New Jersey, where there's a pretty sizable coastline, you get to be very aware of major hurricanes at a fairly young age. I can remember when Hurricane Donna hit the state back in the 1960s. Well, the very next day after the storm, or as you might say, the morning after, there's always a morning after, right? Hmm, seems like I've heard that song somewhere too. Well, anyway, on the morning after, when we were finally allowed out of the house to survey the damage around the neighborhood, my friend Oscar and I checked out a rather large property that was a couple yards away from his is a pretty sizable wooded lot behind the house of the den mother in our local Cub Scout pack. And when we walked into that yard, we discovered firsthand just how scary and powerful a hurricane can be. There are not only branches and limbs scattered all over the lawn, there are also huge century-old trees that had come down as well. For a young kid like me, It was absolutely mind-boggling to contemplate the unbridled force of nature. Dealing with hurricanes, of course, was something that must have run in our family. There was a time that my old man braved life and limb to drive through a hurricane to pick up my mother at a party she had gone to in downtown Newark. Well, in that instance, my old man decided that the shortest route to Newark was actually taking the Pulaski Skyway. And if you know anything at all about Newark, Jersey City, and vicinity, you know that the Pulaski Skyway was one of the country's first controlled access superhighways. It was built in 1932 and was actually quite an engineering marvel at the time. As an elevated highway, it soared high above the Hackensack Meadowlands. So picture this. My old man is driving through a hurricane on this giant highway in the sky while high winds buffeted the iron structure from all directions. The roadway was actually swaying back and forth in the wind, while the flimsy 1940s-era automobiles on it were skidding all over the place on the wet pavement. To make a long story short, my old man did manage to reach his destination and pick up my mom in Newark. But the story of that day lived on in our family history. Now, fast forward a number of years to 1972, when it was my turn to battle a hurricane. Well, sort of. I was working at a summer job in my hometown as a security guard. And this being the end of the season, it would soon be time to go back to school, which meant that I had to give notice to my employer and turn in my guard uniform. That was an important part, you see, because even though it was a summer job, I did take the job seriously. And so on that final day of work, I had to show up, just so I could turn in the uniform. But one thing I hadn't counted on for that last day was the sudden appearance of Hurricane Agnes. After a very sleepless night when I could hear the raging winds outside my bedroom window all night long, the morning finally arrived and it was time to go to work. I had to get dressed, pack up a change of clothes and drive out to my place of employment. Normally, the shortest way there would have been to get on to Route 1 and drive only 15 minutes to the other side of town. But the hurricane changed those plans. Serious major flooding in the lowlands around the Exxon refinery led to the mother of all traffic jams on Route 1. And since our town had the unique distinction of three major East Coast highways and two commuter railroad lines all passing through it, this traffic tie-up was way beyond anyone's wildest stretch of imagination. After sitting for over an hour in a giant pool of water that spanned the highway from one side to the other, I figured that it was about time for a plan B. So as the traffic slowly inched forward, I finally had a chance to make a getaway on the first side street available. This turned out to be the entrance to Rosedale Cemetery, Well, at this point, after having been in the Route 1 parking lot, with water that came up to the tops of my hubcaps, I was well aware that my brakes might not be in the best of shape. So, what better place to test them out than in the cemetery, right? After all, there are plenty of headstones to crash into. And so there I was, frantically pumping my brakes until I could feel that some bit of stopping power had returned. But as I left the cemetery... Little did I suspect that there was just one more obstacle in my way. Using back roads, I managed to drive all the way to within about uh, two to three blocks from the warehouse where I would turn in my uniform and badge. But then, I came face to face with the final frontier. There was a brook that was still swollen with the raging floodwaters left over from the hurricane. By then, I did not want to repeat my experience with the floods on Route 1. So I found a parking spot on the dry side of the brook, picked up the bag containing my change of clothes, took off my shoes, and waded across the floodwaters that covered the roadway. Luckily, I made it to work on time, where I managed to turn in my uniform and my last timesheet. But after that harrowing adventure... I began wondering whether there might have been some bad luck associated with my last day of work. Why would I think that? Well, because only two years earlier, at another summer job, I faced a similar near catastrophe. Again, it was the last day of work, and since I didn't have that much left to do, I decided to do some straightening up. In this job, I was a mailroom clerk, and I shared my workspace with a print shop and a storeroom. In the storeroom, there were a number of steel shelving units, on which somebody had placed some very old, extremely heavy, antiquated typewriters and adding machines. In my adolescent naivete, I thought I could move those old clunkers to a top shelf so they'd be out of the way, making more room for other supplies on the bottom shelves. But what I hadn't reckoned on was just how heavy they really were, and how weak the steel shelving was. Just about as soon as I managed to get them up onto that top shelf, the shelving unit began giving way, buckling with the weight. The whole thing began coming down on top of me, typewriters and all. And even using my whole weight, which wasn't much considering I was one of those 97 pound weaklings, I could barely keep that shelving unit upright and prevent it from burying me alive. I screamed out, hoping that my co worker in the next room would hear me and come to my rescue. Hello. Luckily, he was there, and between the two of us, we managed to avert a terrible disaster. If he hadn't been there, the results could have been catastrophic, I tell you. A half dozen heavy old typewriters and adding machines crashing through the floor to the basement below would not have made a very good impression on my employer. Worse yet, they could have made a rather fatal, deadly impression on me. So once again, my friends, I have to ask the question. Is there some sort of bad karma associated with finishing out your last day of work? If there is, you might want to consider renegotiating your fringe benefits. Uh, yeah. Instead of just having a golden parachute, you should ask for a Kevlar vest, some airbags, and definitely a crash helmet. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on Buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.